Welcome into the SBI Rundown. We are back after a little bit of a break. And of course, plenty to talk about. U.S. Men's National Team camp happening right now. Got to talk about all the Americans killing it in the Champions League as they always are. MLS playoffs. And Ivis, it's uh, it's good to see your face again, my man. It's been too long, man. I almost didn't recognize you with all that hair on your head, man. It's uh, you, got a, you got a whole mop going on. I, like, I know, I, like I know. I want to grow my hair long, and it's like it's like that awkward stage, right? Where it's like I, I can't get it cut because I, you know, I don't look good with short hair, so I'm just committing to the long hair. This year's holiday photos will look bad, but you know, we'll we'll address that later on. So, but 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 thank you. I'm trying, you know, I, I want I'm trying to get you down you, the you, you can't you can't take the, the the mob part and just go on the other side. No, I don't know. It's just my hair does something. My goal, the goal is to get my hair is as good as. Um, Jeff Bridges had in the big Lebowski. So like down on my shoulders, that's the goal. So it's probably not going to happen, but, but that's the plan. That's the plan. Whatever, you know what, look, when it comes down to it, you can, you can blame the pandemic. That's the one thing we we learned is like with anything with haircuts and stuff, I think everyone for 2020, everyone's allowed and everyone gets the mulligan on, on a haircut, bad haircuts, uh, or, you know, needing a haircut. So, uh, I, I, today I was looking at pictures of Walker Zimmerman for, you know, for SBI and yeah. he's in, he's in us camp and he's got the full mane, full beard. It's good. And then when I was looking at pictures of him in, in the, when they played Costa Rica in February, he's just like baby face, no hair fade. So it's just like before it was like the perfect, uh, perfect example of what's happened in 2020. It's like the before and after the pandemic. So there's a lot of that going around. Yeah, there definitely is. Definitely is. But uh, real quickly, though, before we get into the show, for everyone wondering what the dealio is, uh, we are not on YouTube as you're watching this. You're watching this on the SBI Soccer website. Uh, full transparency, we are we're not allowed on YouTube. We don't know why. Um, so if you're watching, have, work at YouTube. Help us out. We'd appreciate it. We have been suspended. Our suspended, channel, the yes. SBI, the SBI Soccer channel, was suspended, and uh, at this point, we still don't know the details as to why. And it's been more than two weeks, and. You know, we're waiting for waiting for an answer, and and for the time being, we're gonna we're gonna keep things rolling on the SBI uh, SBI site. Uh, hopefully, we can get it resolved. Uh, it sounds like this is something that happens. So, you know, at this point, we're just hoping to get some answers so we can defend ourselves. Because, I mean, I like to think that we didn't do anything crazy. We're not known for doing anything anything too out of line or out of line at all, really. So, we'll see if we can uh, get back on to YouTube. But if not. We'll find a way. We always do. So uh, I guess we're, we'll see, we'll see where we go. Now. You know, we're old men. You know, ten years ago, okay. I mean, you know, maybe we did some things. You know, but you know, that, that was that's ten years ago, though. Yeah, I mean, I wish we well, like like we were talking about before we started recording. We, uh, part of me wishes we had been on YouTube ten years ago, wow. and because uh, then we'd be too big to spend. But no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Hopefully, we can get back on there. And if and you know. If uh, if it doesn't work out, we'll we'll be somewhere. And uh, for, for those of you who enjoy the show, we're, we're gonna we're gonna keep it rolling. We're not gonna let anyone stop us. Yeah, definitely. And uh, and like I said, if, if you uh, if you if, if you have any advice, please let us know. We're you know we're trying to do what we can, so so we appreciate it. But Ivis soccer does not stop, and the SBI rundown will not stop. Kick it off. Last U.S. men's national team camp of 2020 happening right now. You know, before you know, a couple of weeks ago, we're talking. You know, is it gonna happen? roster came out us has a game coming up here um you know the one thing i do love about the roster is is how aaron long and walker zimmer and paul Ariola they're the old men on this roster compared to a bunch of teenage kids that could probably rival the age of that european team um that was called up to november but you know lots of opportunities for a lot of younger players here as we talked about with this upcoming schedule in 2021 with the olympics with nations league with Gold cup qualifying 
Um, lots of opportunity for these younger guys, a lot of these dual nationals, you know, to impress Greg Berhalter, you know, and hopefully be part of that roster for themselves, you know, to be called up to, to a lot of those games are going to be happening next year. Right. And, and, you know, it, it is nice to see uh, so many young players in this group, but for me, I, I didn't, I didn't initially, the initial reaction to the roster wasn't so much about the youth of the squad, but it was just good to see players who had great years in MLS kind of be rewarded for, you know, taking their games to new levels. And obviously in a lot of cases, more than ever, you're seeing more, more players breaking through at younger and younger ages, because I mean, I'll tell you what, 10 years ago in MLS, you know, 19 and 20 year olds being best 11 uh, Americans being best 11 or being, you know, uh, you know, transfer targets, it just was unheard of. So now, now that it's great to see that kind of, uh, it's not just about young kids. It's about young kids who are actually crushing it for mm -hmm. the most part. I mean, I think there's maybe one or two players that were called in that weren't, you know, that best 11 type of player. Um, for Alvarez is an example. He, he's obviously someone who a lot, everyone's talking about the fact that he's called, he's in and we'll get into that in a little bit. But other than him, I mean, I think every other player, I mean, look at Cole Bassett, someone in Colorado Rap, uh, Rapids, who's really had a, had a huge breakout year. Chris, Chris Mueller. I mean, yep. the season he had, so it's, it's, it's nice to see uh, those players be rewarded. And I got to say this, I got to address this. You're already, you know, with the whole of December camp being 90% or have you know, all but one player and our MLS players, you already start to see some people come out of the woodwork and be like, Oh, it's MLS. These, these guys are terrible. Who needs these guys? Uh, and what I would say to that is like the, the, this, these players are MLS players now, but a lot of them aren't going to be in MLS in a year or two. So, I mean, and one of them already, Brendan Aronson is going to yep. be in Europe in a month. So, you know, you have to look at this MLS heavy camp a little differently than you would have looked at past, you know, January MLS camps and those, you know, MLS camps of years past. What's different now is these are players who were, you know, starting much, much earlier and also generating more and more interest from European clubs. I mean, look at someone like Brian Reynolds at FC Dallas, who's been linked to Juventus. Uh, I think he he might still get called into this camp, but Mark McKenzie's already drawn interest, obviously, mm -hmm. from Europe. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing more and more of these young guys. They're going to be in Europe. So don't just write them off because they're MLS players because they're not going to be in MLS long. A lot of you got to start somewhere, right? And and starting MLS is is a stepping stone, right? You wouldn't say that about the same thing about a guy playing in the Netherlands, right? I mean, you would view that as, hey, that's a great opportunity there to start, you know, batch on to you know a top you know top four country, top five country um, in Europe. And and you mentioned some of the guys right there. I mean, I love the fact that Chris Mueller got called up. I mean, absolutely killed it for Orlando this year. I mean, Daryl DK, it's another guy. I mean, he had a great rookie season um, for Orlando. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what Brandon Aronson, Brandon Aronson can do Jackson. Yule, I mean, had, had a great season for San Jose earthquakes. And, and I think you're right there. You hit it right in the head, right? It's, it's not the fact that these are a lot of teenagers on the team, 18, 19, uh, 20 year olds aren't teenagers. Right. But, but there's a lot of younger guys on this team, but like you said, I mean, these are guys who are playing serious, important minutes for their club. Something that is a complete 180 from where we saw major league soccer 10 years ago. Right. We didn't see 18, 19 year olds, a lot of them killing it on a consistent basis like this. And I think I saw somewhere a stat that showed that showed the, some of the youngest goals age, some of the youngest players scoring goals in the playoffs happened this year. Um, so you're starting to see that, which is a good thing, right? Which, which shows that America, you know, as a nation, we are taking those steps forward, right? You're seeing that already now with the amount of players that we have in the champions league. And now you're seeing it with these younger players contributing big time minutes 
um, in major league soccer this past season. So, so to me, I'm looking forward to this, right. And, and, and it's a good opportunity. Like I said, I mean, there's so many games next season. Ivis guys are going to have opportunities to really prove themselves. And, 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 you know, six months from now, we can sit there saying, Hey, this December call up their Greg, Ber- Greg Berhalter named these guys. There's a reason why this guy's now in consideration for the potential world cup. And, and that's, and that's, what's so great about this. And, and I'm really looking forward to, it. I mean, that game. And, and I love the fact it's not just a camp. I was the fact that they have a game too. That is so important for this camp. Um, I mean, just, you know, kudos to us soccer for, for, for making this happen. Well, I mean, we should talk about the positions. Let's go by positions. Cause we, okay, we okay. both did our soapbox. We're all, we're all over the place. With, let's, with the players. <laughs> let, let's get into, let's get into the positions because I tell you what, for me, uh, and I'm writing about it uh, for a piece for SBI uh, that'll come out on, Thursday, I want to say, uh, the center back position is definitely one uh, that I think U.S. fans should definitely look at closely because it's a there's a big competition there uh, to play next to John Brooks at center back, or and even be John Brooks's backup at center back. And mm-hmm. right now, we saw Mad Miazga in November get the two starts at the right center back spot. But this group in this December camp, you talk about Walker Zimmerman, uh, Mark McKenzie, and Aaron Long. I mean, those all three of those guys are are right in that mix to to really push for that lead right center back position. And we know Aaron Long had it, and he was he was the guy next to John Brooks. Uh, but he, you know, he's had in the past year or so he he's had his ups and downs, and and it's kind of opened the door for some other guys. And Walker Zimmerman, obviously MLS Defender of the Year season that he's had, career year, stepping his game up. And then Mark McKenzie, who for me, I mean, when you think about it, right. He went from captain of the the under 20 team. And then he has the, was it the appendectomy right before the under 20 world cup and cost him a starting role. Then he goes back to the union. He's not starting for the union. And now fast forward a year later, he gets his starting job back, becomes one of the best defenders in the league, uh, probably going to make best 11 this year. And he's right there in a conversation. So between, so for those three center backs, I want to see that competition and I, you know, you because you're going to see one of those guys most likely, except for maybe Miazga. You're going to see one of those guys start when World Cup qualifying rolls around. No, you're, you're definitely right on that. And, and you, you always need depth, I guess. That, that's the biggest thing, um, especially we learned. I mean, the U.S. in a perfect world, you can call up your best 11 players. As we know, that's not going to happen. That the, you got to have guys, oper- options, right? On the depth chart, Greg Berhalter needs that. Um, you know, when you look at the fullbacks position, you know, very long shot chance for any of these guys. You know, it's surpassed Reggie Cannon and, and Anthony Robinson, Sergio Dest. But um, look, you have some guys here that that you know could make a name for themselves in this December camp. You know, what are you looking? What are you most looking forward to with the fullbacks uh, with this camp right here? Well, I mean, as of record, as of what, us recording this show right now, Brian Reynolds has not been added to the team yet. But I mean, I've been I've heard that he will be added. So if he is added, I mean, he's obviously a player player who whose stock has skyrocketed this year. And, you know, he he stepped in to the starting right back role when Reggie Cannon left uh, and right away just kind of made a made a name for himself as, as a young uh, super exciting fullback. And he's someone if he gets the chance to come in, I mean, I've, everyone's going to have their eye on and he just played against Seattle. Uh, on Tuesday night. And, you know, yeah, he had his, he had his rough moments there against Seattle and Jordan Morris, you know, and who doesn't, but he did show some of the qualities that make you see why scouts are raving about him. So I think for me, I hope he gets in and he gets into this camp and gets a chance to show himself, but the player that I definitely want to see make the most of an opportunity is Kyle Duncan, um, a player who, you know, he's had his injury issues uh, with the Red Bulls uh, when he came back from Europe. And, and that's the only thing that that's kind of kept them from really taking off because whenever he'd be healthy, whenever he, you know, put some games matches together, you'd see the quality and you'd see that, you know, that he has something different. He has something, something special. He can play on either side. 
Um, so for me, he's someone who I, I think has earned it now that he put a healthy, a healthy year together and a strong year together. I know the Red Bulls had their ups and downs. They didn't have the greatest of years, but he was, he was very consistent for them. And, and I think he's someone with a, with a pretty bright future. Now, when you move up to the uh, midfield position, you know, another old guy in the camp that I, that I left out, you know, Kellen Acosta, um, I'm looking at it real quick and he has the second most caps out of this entire roster. We call it, which is crazy. Cause he's like 25 <laughs> years old. Um, but, but I'm most looking forward to this group, right? Cause you have Brendan Aronson in there. You have Jackson Yule in there. Um, you know, and, and these are guys that, that, you know, based off what we saw this past season in major league soccer, you know, hopefully that can translate to the international stage right here. Um, uh, you know, when you, when you look at this right there, you know, what, what are you looking with the, with the midfield, uh, with the trio that we'll see under pro Hunter system here? I mean, I honestly hadn't thought about who he'll probably start, but obviously Jackson Ewell is a player that he likes, mm-hmm. he, uh, Berhalter likes a lot. And I know initially when the roster came out, everyone was kind of like, wait a minute, where's Jackson Ewell? How is he not in here? Um, but then he gets called in. It sounded like he was in he was in some kind of quarantine protocols that delayed his arrival, but obviously he's in there. And Aronson's an interesting one because he's about to go over to Red Bull Salzburg. He's heading there in January. And uh, by the way, Red Bull Salzburg, who's still alive for a knockout round place, in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, so if things go well for Jesse Marsh and Salzburg, and if they beat Atletico Madrid on the final match day, and I'm getting ahead on the Champions League stuff, but Brendan Aronson could be, you know, playing in Champions League in in a couple months. So it's kind of crazy, but which is great. Um, but I, I think it's going to be interesting to see him plugged in now uh, with the year that Aronson had. And he really took his game to a just – an unbelievable level. And I, it's what's funny is I remember there being a point in time when people questioned why Aronson was called in to the national team to begin with. It, it, this was, I mean, I'm talking about a year ago, I think I'm trying to remember where, where were we? Oh, it was actually in October uh, of 2019 uh, when they played in DC, I want to say, and I think he was a part of that squad. And, it, and at the time it seemed a little, it seemed a little early for him to get be getting called in because he still hadn't quite broken through. I mean, he was starting with the union, but he wasn't, you know, the, the end product wasn't there. The goals and assists weren't necessarily coming, but he was already starting to show some qualities and Greg Berhalter was in early on it. And, and, our, and right, our, right, right away, people are like, why is this guy getting called in? This is another one of those MLS call-ups where MLS is kind of like, hey, you got to call this guy in because he's an MLS player, which is obviously tinfoil hat material, but we're, we're, you know, it's a whole other subject, but Aronson actually in 2020 took his game to where he just, and we saw it right away. Remember that game against LAFC before the pandemic when there were fans in the stands and it was normal and life was normal. Brendan Aronson crushed it those early games of the year. And that's when he showed he was ready to take it to a new level. And he did that all year. He did it at the bubble. He did it after the bubble. He is just that player now. He's at that level. And there's a reason that Salzburg spent the $6 million plus uh, incentives to, to, to buy him because he's that good. And now we get to see him with the national team. And, and it's, almost, it's almost like he's a, he's, a, he's a European player already, even though he hasn't played in Europe yet. But, you know, we get to see him uh, one more time here. Definitely right. And then uh, wingers, I guess you could pencil in Paul Areola on one side. I mean, that that's I could say that's a given right there. Well, what what are we got... doing here? Are you trying to project the lineup? We're not going oh, no, to. We're not, we're get a little too ahead of myself right here, right? Yeah, but, that's. But, 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 okay, okay. We'll move up to the forwards that are called into the game. How about that? We'll lump, we'll lump everyone. Yeah, I've been waiting for you to talk about the strikers. That's that's like the. I mean, I know I, I talked about the center backs, and and I was waiting for you to talk about the strikers because that's where this, that's what's got people excited. Come on. Okay. Well, we could see, uh, you know, Daryl DK maybe in there. That's a possibility. I love that uh, Ayo Akinola's in there. I mean, you know, obviously we, we know how good of a season he had. 
Um, so, so to me, the most exciting thing is right. These are younger guys who I don't keep saying it right, but these are guys that are young teenagers scoring goals in major league soccer this year, right? It's not a pet project. It's not, Ooh, this guy maybe has some potential showed a little bit of flash. I mean, these are guys who contributed all season long from the beginning to the end, um, being called in. I mean, the strikers love to see what Daryl DK could do with this team. Right. I mean, DK and Akinola and to, and the thing that to not, to not forget is these, these are players who are eligible for multiple countries. So there's always that that kind of question, will they play for another country? Now, Daryl DK's brother and sister played for Nigeria. So right away, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Nigeria could, you know, could come in and, 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 and you know, have him play for Nigeria. So if you're the U.S. and if you're Berhalter and you've seen Daryl DK just have the year that he had and, and just play at a really high level, even though maybe in some ways you he doesn't necessarily fit stylistically like you still like he's got something special yeah. to him so you bring him in uh and in akinola we all know that canada is 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 really put the press on the full court press on trying to uh trying to bring akinola to canada and, and you can understand if he ends up choosing canada but at least the fact that he's part of this camp shows that it's not a done deal and i feel like some people in canada were already kind of like yeah he's coming to play for canada you know and i'm like whoa wait a minute really already like so the fact that he's in this camp, it kind of shows that the door's still open and it's not a done deal. And, you know, considering he's come up U-17s, U-20s, he would have been at the under 20 World Cup if he hadn't gotten injured. You like to think that, you know, with this camp and him kind of reconnecting with the U.S. setup, that he'll be like, yeah, this is this is home. This is where this is where I belong. Yeah. What about Chris Mueller, though? I mean, 10 goals a season for Orlando City. Uh, you know, I, I love the fact that that he's improved every single year in major league soccer this year. I mean, definitely breakout season for him. Um, you know, we'll, he didn't, I wouldn't say he's improved every single season. He has you don't not. Think so? uh, like in turn. No, cause last year was a down year. Like he was really uh, like for, from his rookie year to second year. But again, I think okay. what, 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 you, what should be pointed is Orlando had, was terrible last year and they, they, so it's not all his fault. Um, but you know, it, sometimes it's tough. Like it's it's tough to make you know, it's tough to make chicken salad out of you know chicken crap. So like it, it, he was on a bad team last year, um, but now obviously this year with Orlando and the and the improvements that they made and Oscar Pareja coming in, um, that helps. But he also you also give Mueller some credit for stepping his game up because you know he improved in a lot of areas. He improved his passing. He improved his work rate. He improved he improved his shot selection. Um, so you know he's improved in a lot of areas. So it's not just about the guys around him being better. He improved, and uh, you know we're, he's obviously more on the wing. Um, but I think he fits in well. He can fit in well for what Berhalter wants from his wide player so i think from that standpoint i think he's he, he makes perfect sense as, for, as fitting into that system yeah well fortunately ivis we have about another week before the u.s plays that game so uh we'll definitely have another uh a full preview um next week going into that game which is on which is on the ninth in 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 florida so so there you go we'll have we'll have another preview uh yeah i'm not i will not be there i will not go i, oh, I didn't I, want to break the news okay i'm glad you said it because I, I don't want to say anything so I, I, did you know I wasn't going? You, you, know you already was, told me. You don't remember? You did tell me this. I, I didn't remember to tell you that. Yeah, no, but no, I, yeah, I, I want to go. I want to go and keep my streak of uh, of consecutive years with at least one national team get match covered. But I mean, it, it's a serious thing going on right now with the pandemic, and and I couldn't, I couldn't really, uh, I couldn't really justify flying right now. Uh, it, you know, it's uh, I'll watch it from home. I watch it from the compound here and uh, and cover it from here. But uh, you know. I think we're going to just scratch off 2020 as, you know, 
the streak we get an asterisk I, 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 next to it. Yeah, we get we get an asterisk. We get a we get a mulligan. Yeah. Uh, so, as far as MLS Cup, that's another story. If if Columbus hosts the MLS Cup final, I'll be in Columbus because I can drive to Columbus. Uh, I'm not driving to Kansas City, and I'm not and I'm not driving to Seattle, but I'll drive to Columbus. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Drive to Seattle. That'd be like a what two three <laughs> days. Whew. I don't know how long it'll, it'll be. Yeah. yeah, crazy, crazy. It's, uh, I have to. I, I, I'd have to leave now. I think to get there for most. Crazy. Well, I'll see, here's an interesting thing though, but especially with 2020, as we're talking about it, it it's you know it's December second. I'm looking at the calendar like I don't know what day it is. But dude, that, the U.S. Men's National Team camp in November was what only like three weeks ago, which it seems like a lifetime ago that those games happened, especially that win against Panama um, six two. So so quickly we'll do we'll do a rewind. We'll look at how the U.S. Men's National Team you know has you know who raised their stock. Um, from those games right there, uh, Richard Ledesma, who's, you know, starting off with PSV. <laughs> yeah, I know you'd like that. Starting uh, now. Yeah, yeah, you like that. Hey, you like well, that. you know why you don't remember the November friendlies is because between now and then Thanksgiving happened. And I'm sure you had way too much, too much to drink during Thanksgiving. So you probably, it's all blacked out at that point. No, I, pay, I paced myself this year. I did a good job. You know, nice. this year, well, usually, you know, with, with you know, my wife and, and my parents, I'm sure a lot of people have this problem. You got to go visit both families, right? And that's where you get into trouble, right? Because you visit one, <laughs> have a little Thanksgiving drink. And then you're like, okay, I'll drink a little more at the second one. And that's this year. We only did one. We kept it very small. So I was able to pace myself this year. So it was, it was pretty good. So nice. Yeah. The shine, signs of maturity, man. You're getting, you're getting older. I know it's, it's horrible. <laughs> uh, however, though, Ivis, the U S men's national team camp from November, you know, looking at it, um, you know, what players stood out to you who improved their stock, um, you know, kind of overall general thoughts now that you've had time to, you know, kind of marinate on, on, on that camp of the players who are called up into it. Well, uh, first thing I'd say is if we did this, the last episode, we apologize because it's the last episode was so long ago. We couldn't, we couldn't really remember if we, we didn't know the November look back, but I'm sure people still want to talk about that November, mm-hmm. those friendlies, because that team was so impressive. Yep. Or some of those youngsters were so impressive. Uh, but for me, I mean, Eunice Musa, man, he is yep. the real deal. And obviously it's, it's, and I did, I'm pretty sure I said this last, last, the last episode we did, it's one of those where you want to get excited, but y- you know, you don't have, you haven't, you haven't signed the contract yet on, on, you know, it's like when you do a test drive and it's like this, and it's an amazing ride and you're like, want to get excited, but it's like, until you actually get handed the keys, you can't get too excited. And that's in with Musa, obviously eligible for England, uh, who, you know, it'll be interesting to see, does he make the decision to stick with the U S and one thing I will say is that it, it has been cool to see how, for, how he's already established a connection with his U S teammates, um, like Gio Reyna, Zach Steffen, and, and a lot of the guys. And if you follow these guys on social media, you already see like the, you know, the, it, I don't, it's not, I don't want to call it recruiting because I think these guys have, have, have established some bonds already, but it, in a way it's this, it's its own kind of unofficial recruiting because it's like, if you're a Eunice Musa, you've been in a camp now with the U S you, you've gotten the sense of what the vibe is like. You've already hit it off with some guys, whether it's Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, <clears throat> Gio Reyna, obviously Reyna and Musa, you, you get a sense that they, that they've clicked. Like they, they have a, a cool connection there. Um, and now when you see them kind of interact on social media, it's like, he's part of the group. He's part of the family already. So that you, you like to think that that's helping, uh, make up Eunice Musa's mind. And, you know, he, and when it comes down to him having to make a decision, 
hopefully all of that get, gets weighed in. And I think that's what happened for me. I think that's what happened with Serginio Dest. Obviously he had, he had developed so many connections and the strong bonds with the guys on the U twenties and U 17s coming up. And then when it came down to it, that's what he would remember. And hopefully with Yunus Musa, that's what you get because Musa is the real deal. He is someone who could be a starter for you at the world cup. Yeah. He's someone who, you know, when you get the CONCACAF qualifying, He's someone that, you know, as he continues to develop at Valencia, I think we'll, we'll, we'll have no problem uh, facing those challenges. So for me, I mean, he he's the one that's the most exciting. But again, I kind of want to temper it because you don't know if he's going to be there for the U.S. Yeah, definitely right. Well, and, I, and I think the other thing that, that's and I think you hit the nail on the head right there, too. It's it's right. There are a lot of quality individual performances um, from those November games. But but I think the thing that really stood out to me was was the chemistry the U.S. men's national team had, you know, being able to watch a lot of these guys play together for the first time, right? Seeing, seeing you know, Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams, you know, extended minutes together, you know, there in the midfield and, and seeing how Serginio Dest and, and John Brooks and Reggie Cannon and and and, and Matt Miazga, I mean, how, how they all connected on the back line. I think to me, that was the most impressive thing was how the U.S., it didn't look like they haven't played together in, was. 10 months it or feels whatever, like or it, it feels it like a team it feels like a team it's yeah. it feels like the the beginnings of a, of a of a group a cohesive group and obviously it's early days you know what's going to happen in the next two years um but it's just nice it's kind of refreshing i gotta say it's, and, it's, and, and it's look, better to start on the right foot here ivis than to sit back and be like oh god that was that was not good right i mean it's it's better to be with the, the potential is this way rather than going down like that Right. I mean, I feel like in the past you've seen teams where, I mean, there was always questions about, oh, are there clicks or, or is, is, is it a, you know, is it a cohesive group? And obviously in the past, I mean, if you want to go way back, like the 2002 team mm -hmm. uh, that, that made the run to the quarterfinals, like that felt like a group, like that felt like there was a real good bond, a good, a, a just a good kind of cohesiveness in that team. And it translated obviously into a great run at the world cup. Uh, and then obviously, you know, you go back to 1998 when they finished in the last, you know, the worst, the worst uh, performance of all these uh, World Cup teams. Um, obviously, there was so much drama there and there was so much going on behind the scenes in that team. So that means a lot like a team teammates getting along a group uh, nucleus getting along means so much. So to see that already happening. Uh, either, you know, as early as it is, it's still yep. nice. So, and so I got to ask you, cause you, you, you're not, you're not being like, you didn't say who did you like? Who did I like? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm who, from, who not from Arizona, yeah. who not from Arizona. Who the fact that Sebastian Arizona? Soto, I mean, look, Sebastian Soto, we've been talking about him for a while. I, you know, the potential's there, quality's there. Some at the U20s, you know, the fact that he came in, scored two goals, um, did a pretty quick succession when he came off the bench. I, I love that. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's, I, I like Sebastian Soto a lot. And I think the potential for him with this U S men's national team, um, uh, is pretty high right there. And, and like I said, you know, I, I like the midfield trio, Wes McKinney, um, Tyler Adams, uh, and, and Musa. I, I thought that looks pretty good right there. Johnny Cordoza. Um, if he came I like in, when I say impact. one name, I, I like how I break down one guy and then you, yeah, no, you go, you roster. break down. Well, why do you name, I, I, why do you go 17 guys? Well, you know, I, I like the, I like the Americans. I like the Americans. I like all the Americans. I like that's to indulge. That's the difference between you and me. You're pretty good about, you know, doing one thing at a time and I'm just like, stuff it in my face. Well, give, give me a couple of names. Give me like, give me some Sebastian Soto. There you go. Two names, two names. Just give me two. Give me two. Sebastian Soto. Johnny Cardoza. There you go. Nice. Well, you know, he's playing right now, actually. I think Boca Juniors and, and Internacional is in Copa Libertadores. Yeah, so, right, but yeah, yeah no, Cardoza is a good one because, again, what's cool about Cardoza is it's almost like he was this myth 
before this, the, these games, right? Because you heard that there was this player in Brazil who's supposed to be good. You know, obviously he was, you know, age eligible for the U20 setup, U23s. Um, and all, I mean, I, I've been hearing about him since last year the, for, for the people who had, who had a chance to be in, in, a, in youth camps with him before that, oh, this, this, he's a player. Um, and you kind of saw that as much as it was kind of limited minutes for him, but uh, he's one. And I'd say Nicholas Giacchini, uh, I know Soto's your guy. You picked Soto and you said Soto. But I mean, I know Soto. I've seen Soto. Obviously, we we saw Soto at the Under-20 World Cup. We saw Soto at CONCACAF qualifying. So he, you know, it wasn't a surprise for me for Soto. But getting to see Nicholas Giacchini for the first time uh, in an extended, you know, run and also getting a chance to kind of, you know, hear him talk and getting a feel for him as a, as a person. I mean, he's an impressive person, man. He, he like, <clears throat> he's super intelligent. Uh, you definitely get the sense that he's very, uh, he's very mature. I mean, mm. obviously as young as he is, I mean, what is he 20? Um, and then with the play, I mean, the score of the two goals that he scored. Uh, and I think he was man of the match uh, for, for that, the win against Panama. So I liked what I saw from him. Absolutely. So it, it, all of a sudden you're looking at the striker position and it, it's kind of going from this, like, we have no strikers who, where are the strikers now? Soto's doing well, uh, scoring goals. Well, although he got a red card the other day, uh, scoring goals at Telstar, Giacchini's looking really good. Um, Ayoakinola, uh, Daryl DK, all of a sudden there's options. There's options. Josh Sargent getting assists against Bayern Munich. Yep. I mean, come on. So, all of a sudden, you know, things are looking up. And then and you have Jossie Zardes, who I know some U.S. fans don't want to hear about Jossie Zardes. Yeah, I was Jossie waiting Zardes, for you to draw. I was waiting Jossie for that Zardes, to come Give the man some respect. He's been – he continues to play at a high level. And I think he's get, I think he's getting better, man. I think he's I think he's sharpening his game. I, I see some things in him. Um, I see some things improving. I see some – I see I see passing improving, uh, some of his movements improving, you know, the finish. I mean, we want to see it on the international level if he's going to improve the finishing. But – I think for the crew, he's improving, his finishing. So I know some people don't want to have him anywhere near the national team for whatever reason, but you know what? If there was a qualifier tomorrow, Jossie Zardes would be your starter. I mean, probably. I mean, I, I know Joss, uh, Josie Altidore is healthy right now, I think, technically, so he probably would be your starter. But Jossie Zardes is still in the picture, and he's not going away. Double-digit goals last three seasons of Major League Soccer, so – and he just killed it in the playoffs. Three, three seasons in a row. So there you go. Just did it in the uh, Okay, Ivis, for the sake of time, because we're probably going to go long with our first show back in a while, we'll, we'll, we will move on to Americans abroad and we'll continue to talk, hype up the U.S. players. Now, today, Wednesday, today's Wednesday. Yes, I had to think about that. Time, time is, you know, crazy. Uh, something very cool happened in Europe. We had seven Americans feature in Champions League games. That's a record. Um, number of Americans that have played total games this year is a record. Look, the Americans are killing it in the Champions League this year. Uh, more importantly, though, the cool thing about this, though, I, I think the most important thing is not only are the Americans starting and, and getting minutes in the Champions League, the teams that they're on, um, I believe five or six of them have already qualified for the round of 16 in the Champions League. So we'll, we'll continue to see these guys um, getting minutes. But, but you know, going back to, like I said, I mean, seven Americans playing in one day in Champions League, Ivis, that is, I mean, three months one ago. I'm going to say, yeah, I mean, a year ago, you would never imagine seven. You would like, oh, maybe two, three, that, that'd be good. But seven, I mean, it's, it's awesome, man. Well, well, it's not just that they played, but uh, I mean, I, I noted it like, so you had starters Yep. for <laughs> Barcelona, Barcelona, Juventus, 
Chelsea mm-hmm. and Dortmund. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that like, you know, four Americans starting for those teams in one Champions League match day round. I mean, that's pretty crazy when you think about it. But it just yeah. shows you how, how things have changed. And um, you want to see these guys make the most of their opportunities. And you've continued to see, you know, especially some of the players who played in November just continue to, to, to take advantage of their situations. I mean, Serginho yeah. Dest is a perfect example. Uh, Barcelona ha- has had some injury issues and, and Dest is our Dest has already played some matches. We, we remember the great game he played against Real Madrid, but now with Sergio Roberto injured, I mean, that's opened the door right back. The right back position is Serginho Dest's and he is going, he's making the most of it. He's playing well and he does not look out of place at all. Um, nope. So I think that's great to see. Um, scored a goal too, crazy. man. He's doing, he's doing scored, well. Uh, scored a beautiful goal, scored a beautiful goal. So he's, he is, He's embracing it, and it's great because you just see no fear in him. Um, and it goes for all these guys, all these players yep. that that are are you know taking advantage of this. And Weston McKinney starting for Juventus, Pulisic coming back from the injury. Yes, um, obviously he missed a missed a, a good chunk of time there. So he, you know, it, it, you're just happy to see him back healthy. But you also realize, look, he's got to fight for playing time at Chelsea now um, because they they are, they have so much depth there and. You, you you want him to have that challenge. He's going to face it. But they look, con- to the two players that for me were like, you you love to see it. Uh, you love to see the minutes are Chris Richards and Conrad De La Fuente. As much as Conrad De La Fuente's minutes have been very kind of end of the match and and, and what have you, like he's still getting on the field. Yes. So now he's, he's already gotten on the field twice for Barcelona as a teenager. Uh, and that's great to see. And he's still very raw. Like, let's be clear. He's not right. Re- like, cause it, some people just the way, the way they do the math on players uh, can be a little naive and it can be a little unrealistic because it, it isn't always as simple as, well, if he gets minutes for Barcelona, he has to start for the U S automatically. Like, no, that's not how it works. So junior desk. Yes. He is the best fullback the U S has. He starts every game, no matter what, that matters. Conrad De La Fuente starting to get some minutes, great, but he's young. He's a prospect. We saw him against Wales, and you see he's still raw. He still has a lot to learn. He has a lot of developing to still do. Could it, will Can and will his day come? Absolutely, it could come, but it's, it's not there yet. So that's where I think people need to kind of, you know, be more realistic with, with someone like him and someone like Chris Richards, who, I mean, Chris Richards is starting in Champions League games now. He's started at left back against Red Bull Salzburg. I think it, I love seeing it because it tells me that that um, Hansi Flick, the Bayern Munich manager, the manager of the best team in the world right now, trusts Chris Richards enough to throw him in into positions that are not his position. Chris Richards has played right back. Chris Richards has played left back. He's not, he's not a fullback. He is, he's a hundred percent a center back. He's a center back of the future for the U S center back of the future. One of the center backs for the future for Bayern Munich. Um, but Hansi Flick trusts him enough to start him against a pretty good Salzburg team at left back. So for me, I, that has been the most encouraging thing for me because it shows that these coaches, that these managers trust these young Americans mm. in some pretty, in some pretty big spots. Yep. <clears throat> Hey, like I said, they, they keep winning with the teams that are on. So we'll get to see them, you know, continuing Champions League. Which I, did anybody, awesome. did any of our, <clears throat> did any of these Americans lose this week? I'm trying to think. I think they all won. Uh, or tied. No, none lost. Yeah, I can't think of any lost. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. So in other yes. words, play your, play your Americans. And, you know, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially in 2020. <laughs> I noted that. I, it's funny because I tweet. I think I tweeted it a week ago because Salzburg, not Salzburg, Leipzig. Red Bull Leipzig, RB Leipzig, 
they played last week. Tyler Adams didn't play. So I think it was, I think I noted it last week. It's like every team that played their Americans won. And then I put like hashtag RB Leipzig. Uh, and uh, yeah, so play your Americans, you're going to win. Yeah, definitely. Now switching over to MLS playoffs. Uh, if, look, if you've been paying attention, absolutely bonkers. Um, you know, we haven't done a show since the playoffs came out, but they've been insane. I mean, the fact that- We did, listen, we did out, a preview. Toronto out. Yeah, we, we did, did a preview, preview and we predicted all this. We predicted all this would happen. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's, the first round was, was first of all, I love the single elimination. It's great because it makes these games just completely bonkers with the extended penalties. The fact that the East, you had the one and the two seeds out. Portland Timbers is out. It's been Columbus crew alive though, alive, but, but well, I mean, COVID-19 is trying to do something about that, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, So we already know what the conference finals they're set in the East. We have new England revolution. I mean, incredible run that they've been on over the last month, taking on the Columbus crew Uh, in the West. You have uh, Seattle Sounders. (laughs) I mean, that was, that was pretty much expected. I mean, you know, if if we predicted, right, we would have both put Seattle there, but then you have sporting Kansas city, Minnesota United. They're going to be playing, uh, against each other on that's Thursday. That's Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday night. So, so that will be the other match uh, for the conference finals, but, but playoffs this year, I mean, great. I mean, Orlando won their first game. It's been crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say New England has been very impressive, but anyone who kind of looks at their run and, and, and say like, they can't believe it. Like New England with, with what they have, when you think about it, right. What do you need to win in the playoffs? You need, you know, or what, what can help you win in the playoffs? A hardened, salty veteran coach. That's what you need right there. <laughs> salty? <laughs> what is that? All right. If you have a, a top goalkeeper, helps. Uh, star attackers, helps. Uh, dynamic fullbacks, help. Steady center backs, help. They have mm-hmm. all that. They have every single, they have all the things you need to win. And then you have a coach who's won a lot of MLS Cups in Bruce Arena. So, that formula right there is why as much as, yes, as much as, you know, you'd like to have seen the union get this far or, or, or TFC or these other teams, like new England is good. Like they are this good. Like they, they deserve to be there. It's not a, a fluke thing. It's not a, you know, accidental like own goal or red card that got them in here, got them this far. Like they've gotten this far playing better than their opponents. Uh, and they deserve a lot of credit for that. And, and, they could they could really go all the way. I mean, I mean, I'm not like I would not bet against them in any match right now, just with the way their attack is playing with Carlos Gill, Carlos Hill, um, Gustavo Bo and, and Buxa in that front three. I mean, they and then Matt Turner, man, Matt Turner. I think Matt Turner is out to, to you know, he's got some the, he's the goalkeeper of the year. You know, he didn't win that. He's not going to probably not going to get best 11. So I'm sure he's probably like, all right, I'm going to show you all something. And what does he do? He goes and takes out the goalkeeper of the year. And now he saves the penalty to beat Orlando. Like, so Jersey boy is doing, doing pretty good there. So New England, man, I, I'm impressed. And uh, who wouldn't want to see Bruce Arena in, in an MLS cup final? Let's be honest. <laughs> It'd be amazing. It really would be. Uh, I'm just happy to see crew, New England, crew, New England, Caleb Porter against Bruce Arena. The re the reacquaintance of the, of the old, the old rivals. I don't know if anyone it, it's, it's been a few years now. Oh, really? but I, I was hoping remember, for, I was hoping for an Oscar Pereja, Caleb Porter matchup again, you know? Well, that's the thing. That's what I was hoping for right there. Well, people, for people who don't remember that one, the, they had their little, they had, they had a little dust up on the sidelines mm-hmm. in Portland. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, I, that's when Oscar Pareja uh, <laughs> took the tissue because he was like, yeah. he was implying that Caleb Porter cries too much. So he kind of threw a tissue up. Here's a tissue for all your crying. Um, but I think it might have even been the same year. I could be wrong. In that same year was when Bruce Arena and Caleb Porter had a little bit of a shouting match. I think match. it was because I remember there was like a lot of stuff with Caleb yeah. Porter in Portland. Yeah. yeah, Caleb Porter was just, he was just pissing everybody off. He's just He just gets under people's skin. And Bruce Arena was just yelling at him. I mean, I, and I think we've already seen that footage resurface. So uh, I don't think they're going to be yelling at each other this time around. But uh, that's going to be a good. That's going to be a good final. And hopefully, yeah. the, the Columbus crew get the whole COVID nineteen situation under control. Apparently, another player tested positive. Um, and they only, luckily for them, they only had uh, two. They for all the positive uh, te- COVID tests that they had in their squad. Uh, they only, I mean, surprisingly to me, and luckily for them, they only had two starters miss uh, their their win. Uh, Eloy Rune, the goalkeeper, and Derek Etienne, the winger. Um, so we'll see if those two can get back. Um, and now we'll see who this new positive is. Um, but luckily for them, they have the depth, and and you know they they didn't miss a beat there. As, as much as Nashville took them to extra time and made it tough for them, the Columbus Crew a good team. They're a good team. Although if you're asking me who I'm betting on, given the COVID situation and the missing players, uh, I would probably put my money on New England right now. Yeah, probably would too. With Bruce Sherman right there. What about the Western Conference? Like, you have Seattle, they're for sure in. You know, obviously we're doing the show before the game. Well, you know, sporting Kansas City, Minnesota. But, uh, I mean, we looking like Seattle, New England, New England final right here? That, that's, that could definitely be the final. Um, and it, you know, since we're, we're, we're recording before the, the Kansas city, Minnesota game, that's going to be a good game. Minnesota is playing so well right now. Um, but I think Alan Pulido coming back for sporting Kansas city. I mean, it sounds like he's going to be back if they have Alan Pulido, then he, I mean, he is a game changer. And I think he's someone who can, um, absolutely make some things happen against that Minnesota defense and, and, you know, not, not to take anything. Minnesota's defense is pretty good, but I, I don't. I don't think they are one of the best defenses in the league. And I think from that standpoint, if you get Alan Pulido able to start and able to, to kind of be anywhere near his best, I see him getting at, at least getting a goal against this, uh, against this Minnesota team. But this, that's going to be a good one. I think there's going to be, I, I'm going to go over under on this game at five. This, I think we're going to see some goals. Oh yeah. Four, four and a half. Four and a half. Four and it, will be, it will be one zero. One zero. It's going to be zero zero penalties. That's what it is. Yeah, zero zero penalties. Yeah, yeah. Zero zero penalties. Then you can blame me. Um, but uh, I know I see goals in this one, man. I see I see goals. Minnesota has been fun to watch, man. I got Molino, uh, Reynoso, and, and Robin Lud. Uh, th- that trio has been uh, been just just playing some beautiful stuff. But I have to go, Casey. Like you said, that, that game sporting Kansas City, Minnesota. That one's on Thursday, conference finals. That's on Sunday, Sunday, December sixth, and then uh, Monday. MLS Cup Monday. Monday. Oh. They moved. They moved the West Final to Monday. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then, and then, yeah, MLS Cup Final a week later, right there. So, uh, so we'll have a few shows between there and there, so we can preview preview all these things. One final thing before we wrap up the show, I have some MLS news and notes. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, you missed this, but if you at least check Twitter within probably the last couple of days, you saw that Greg Vanny no longer at the helm at Toronto FC. Um, I saw a stat that showed like if you took all the coaches before Greg Vanny added up their win total, Greg Vanny still had more victories. So big shoes to fill whoever uh, goes in Toronto. 
Um, and, and look, and, and there was about a three-year run where, where Vanny had Toronto playing extraordinarily well in an MLS cup. Uh, they were, you know, an unbeatable team for, I mean, people beat them. Right. But, but, but Vanny definitely, you know, took Toronto, a club that, you know, we know for years was kind of always on that precipice of having that success and never found it. Greg Vanny was that guy to kind of get that team over the edge and, and Toronto's, you know, they've been, they've been really fun to watch the last couple of years. Cause I mean, that market up in Toronto, it's, it's a lot of fun. He helped turn them, turn them into a powerhouse. He turned the, he helped turn them from, a laughing stock into a league power. And he deserves a lot of credit for that. And obviously, look, you know, the ownership group there definitely got more serious in terms of, of, of their investment and the commitment mm-hmm. that they, they made to helping build a winner. And you see with the upgrades at the stadium and everything that they put into that. So they all deserve credit for that. Bill Manning, uh, Ali Curtis coming in, Bezbachenko before him, but but Greg Vanny, man, he was the maestro. He's, he's a very, very intelligent coach and he deserves a lot of credit uh, for turning them into a, a team that, that, could play to the, you know, the level, play up to the level of their, of their talent. Cause it's one thing to bring in all these pieces. It's another to get it, get it all to fit. And, and he's just such an innovative coach. Um, someone who could, could have his team play in a variety of, in a variety of ways. And, and, and for that, that reason, I think he's, you know, he's not, he's, he's not going to be unemployed long, let's put it that way. And, and I know most people are kind of expecting him to be the LA galaxy coach and, Everything I'm hearing is that he is absolutely the front runner for that that position. Um, there are some candidates there. It's not completed yet, my understanding. As of Wednesday, I'm told it's not done, but it's heading that way. So it sounds like Vanny will be the new Galaxy coach. And if that happens, I think that's a great, great fit um, because they need someone to help clean that up. And, and I think he ticks a lot of boxes there in terms of understanding the landscape in LA, uh, in terms of player development, youth development, helping get more out of the academy there. And obviously just in terms of X's and O's, I mean, I think I think he's someone who can who can help turn the galaxy back into a powerhouse. And, and there's a reason that that galaxy job is such a, such a coveted position because it has everything you could want as a coach. It has owners who have money and a track record of being willing to spend. You have a market that produces incredible talent in terms of the youth market and, to, and, and the academy, the possibilities yep. of the academy. And then you have LA, which if you're going to go, if you're going to go try to recruit players, <laughs> like LA is LA. And as much as the pandemic, obviously right now we're in this twilight zone moment where nothing is normal once things are back to normal, LA will still be LA and you'll still be able to get people to want to live there. So uh, there's a reason Caleb Porter wanted that job. And, and, you know, obviously it didn't work out. He ended up not, not taking the job, but there's a reason he wanted it. And I'm sure there's a reason Greg Vanny would love to have the job. And that's why I think he's going to be the coach. I agree with you hundred percent on that. I mean, look, going from Toronto weather to LA weather. I mean, that's, that's a, that's an upgrade right there. Hey, yeah. Keeping it with LA Bradley Wright Phillips uh, LAFC declined the option on him for the upcoming season, which just kind of surprised me because I mean he had a good season for LAFC. Um, when you look at the amount of minutes that he played, the amount of goals he, that he scored in those minutes, so uh, I mean, what do you make of this, Ivis? I don't know enough yet what's going on there because you ne- you, you can never just look at it and say, oh, then that means they weren't happy with him or whatnot. Uh, it, it could just it could be as simple as they want to renegotiate. It could be as simple as them trying to, not, not, you know. The, at the time when they signed him, it was, uh, you know, he was obviously coming off the injury hit year. Now the year he had this year, he showed, look, I still have miles on these tires. I still have more to give more goals to score. Yeah. So if you look at the way he played this year, I don't see why you, why on earth you would not want him back. So just 
just because they didn't pick up the the option here, it could just be that the option wasn't the type of deal that they wanted, and it could have been a, a mutual option. It could be a, it could be a situation where Bradley Wright Phillips didn't want to return. So we we you know it I. I haven't seen the details on it yet. I haven't, I don't think Bradley Wright Phillips has come out and said anything or the LFC has come out and said anything. So maybe we shouldn't just assume that he's not coming back, but if he doesn't return to LAFC, I hope someone, I hope he stays in MLS because he's fun to watch. He still scores goals. And, and I think he still has a lot to offer. And I can think of a lot of teams that can use, that can use some, his goals. I mean, let's be serious. So, yeah. That's surprising to me. One comeback player of the year. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know the details. Details is you can still score goals. That's that's those are the details, right? It there. wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me if he's back there again. Um, and if you had my money is on him being in MLS in 2021, unless he decides, look, I want to go back to England. Uh, you know, I want to go back home. If that's the case, then that, that that's understandable. But if he wants to be in MLS, he should still be in MLS because he's still good enough. He's still no, he's still going to give you in a full season when things are normal. I mean, he's going to, I think he can still give you 10 to 15 goals. Yeah. And he scored nine this year or eight, eight, eight or nine, whatever it was. I can't remember the top of my head, eight or nine, but still in a thousand minutes. That's not bad. I mean, that's, that's averaging what almost, almost close to almost Why are you trying to do math game? on the fly. Stop it. Don't you, 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 you hurt no, yourself. I'm not a math guy. I don't know. That's a bad idea. <laughs> Wyvis, that wraps uh, up today's SBI rundown. Yeah, the point is a lot of goals. Uh, anything else you want to get into, man, before I, before I let you go? Uh, I mean, obviously, we didn't touch on everything that there is to, to discuss just because it's, you know, we, we had a few weeks there. Um, hopefully, we can, you know, as we get rolling again and having the episodes more regularly, we'll be able to catch up. But, yeah, you know, November was great. The, the friendlies, uh, just having the U.S. back and, and this camp. The, the game against El Salvador is going to be whatever, right? It's going to be, yeah. you know, El, the El Salvador uh, team in December. You're not going to expect it to be too, too great. Um, but I think what is encouraging is the fact that there's this camp and there's going to be a January camp. Uh, and people need to realize 2021 for uh, 2020, in a lot of ways, 2021 is shaping up to be a great year. Um, mm-hmm. Cause 20, it can't be 2020 was so bad. I'm just looking forward to 21 for so many reasons, but um between this December camp and the January camp, it's going to be a great opportunity for so many, for this big collection of impressive uh, breakout young MLS players to, to get their chances to show Berhalter what he can do. Uh, and we'll see as, as we head into the year, which of them make the most of those opportunities. Um, and I think, I think it's exciting as you should be, if you're a U.S. fan, you should be excited because the depth, the player pool, almost at every position is looking pretty healthy right now yep. in terms of options. And does the U S have 20 strikers that could play in, in the premier league? No, but how many countries do, but I think what, what is promising now is now you're talking about eight to 10 promising striker options that can fill those rosters in the summer. You have, Olymp- you have world cup qualifying, you have the nation's league uh, knockouts, you have the gold cup, you have potential the Olympics. So all those things going on, you're going to need a, you're going to need a hand. You're going to need a lot of strikers. You're going to need a lot of every position. And I think this player pool can handle it. So uh, it's going to be fun to see players emerge and players continue yep. to ride their waves. Cause look at Brendan Aronson, perfect example. Look where he was a year ago. He was a player that people were like, why is he even on this team to now? Like, Oh my Lord, he's going to Europe. He's going to play for Jesse Marsh. He could play in a Champions League in a year. Look how fast all that happened. So mm-hmm. I want to see what the next, those next ones do what that next, you know, Akinola, DK, Mauricio yep. Pineda. I mean, another rookie who's in this U S camp. I mean, 
It's exciting times ahead for sure. It is. It is. And, and the other thing too, right? Even with Major League Soccer ending, the amount of Americans that are in Europe playing in games, significant games, Champions League, right? Starting for, for league matches, right? It's, it's not going to end. It's not like years past, right? Where MLS ends and you got a couple guys in here you're going to pay attention to, right? I mean, you got 20, 30 players in Europe that you can pay attention to over the next couple of months before MLS kicks off again. So there's players everywhere. You got Lots players in things. South America. Johnny Cardozo is you know. playing in Copa Libertadores against Boca Juniors as we speak. I mean, that's. You know, that's pretty high level. He's a teenager. So, you know, Jersey Good boy. Times. I call Good him a times. Jersey boy. He played, he lived in Jersey for five minutes. He's a Jersey boy. That's okay. Can't get that, can't get that stain off you. That's what that is right there. <laughs> that stain. Take it easy, buddy. I'll make some well, phone calls. Yeah, you get some yeah, Jersey yeah. people in Arizona. We'll take care of you. There's, there's, bury you bury you under your under your garden you can't do that the, the soil out here is too hard you, you can't do that so sorry ivis i think that was in the movie i think there was, was there a mob movie that covers the 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 soil and how hard oh, that, it is no, to bodies? Oh, the soil there, no that's you're thinking in casino when casino. when joe pesci right. i think tells <laughs> tells hey we didn't you know what we didn't do by the way i'm looking at the clock now we're still under an hour so we did not talk about a top five um how about top five Thanksgiving was last week, right? Yeah. Let's go. Top five favorite thanks favorite Thanksgiving uh, food items. Oh, okay. Let's go. Pumpkin pie number one. Nice. I don't I do pumpkin pie. Uh, so, <laughs> so obviously, you know, Latin American family, we don't do turkey. We do pernil, which is roast. It's a roast pork shoulder, which is the, just amazing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go pernil instead of turkey. So pernil number one. I'm going to say my number two mashed potatoes and more specifically, you know, then you get the gravy and you create the little crater in there and you get some salt and pepper on it. You know, I love that. Let's mashed soak. potatoes. My kids yeah. do not like mashed potatoes. I feel like I make pretty good mashed potatoes. My kids will not eat mashed potatoes. Too bad. I don't know what it is. Number two is mac and cheese and because it's great and because I actually make pretty good mac and cheese. So I got to put it in there. Number two. Um, number three. Ooh, my mom makes this incredible like spinach, pie thing it's it's like it, it's it's so good it's I, I don't know how to i don't know pie. i don't know i don't know how to explain it but it has spinach in it and it's like but put in the oven yeah it's incredible absolutely incredible i mean i gotta say these picks are all in line with your crackling oat brand preference so i i'm not gonna I, like i'm not you know yeah so you're not no one's mouth is watering at these picks i gotta say that's okay but you know what i love them. i need to try these things i need to try this listen you, you were right about the queen's gambit so I, I, I'm more open to listening to your, your recommendations now just because of the Queen's Gambit because now yeah, everyone loves the Queen, Queen's Gambit. So um, I'm going to go with flan, which is a big dessert okay. that, that we do. Obviously, the Latin American influence yeah. in our Thanksgiving, but we, instead, of apple, instead of pumpkin pie, we do flan, so we'll go flan. My wife does this thing where she takes, my number four is she takes these, uh, she takes uh, cranberries, puts it in a blender, gets an orange, and then tons of sugar, and that's like the cranberry-like, like, not relish but almost but it's great it's just pure sugar it's wonderful i love it <laughs> nice that's not bad that's not bad um what what do we uh I'm trying to think what i'm what i'm forgetting here um so my so my my mother-in-law makes these these little kind of i want to say they're kind of mini beef patties makes them all she makes them for all the holidays and yeah. they're pretty good they're, they're, they're pretty uh she she whips them out for Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and uh, oh, there you go. Definitely nice. look forward to them. They're pretty good. They're like nice. mini beef patties. So 
There you go. That's not really a Thanksgiving thing. It's not like they had that. It's not like the pilgrims were having beef patties and things. Oh, really? They weren't having. But, they weren't having flan either. I mean, or or, or the pork, yeah. pork shoulder. Or <laughs> that, yeah, they had. This was at the. This was at the. The, the, the this was Latino Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Well, I was, I was, I was on a, on a more note. I was thinking about this, you know, because I garden, right? And Thanksgiving's at the end of November. Look, I, I don't understand gardening stuff as well, like up in the New England area. But like, right. when at that time of year, like nothing could grow. Like, what could, what did they eat actually at like, like the pilgrims? Like, you, you can't grow stuff in November, right? It's too cold up there. This can't is the you? stuff you think about when you're older. I, I think about that stuff sign. now with my garden in my this backyard. Is, well, but what I'm saying is, this is not this is not something that 20 year old living in the Cayman Islands, Garrett Cleverly would have thought about. But now, no. washed 30s gardener Garrett Cleverly thinks about how did the how did the pilgrims grow food? How did the Indians? Who thinks like that? You're you're it's over. It's over. Garrett. It's over. You're done. No, it's not. You're it's done. not over. It's not over. <laughs> All right. Uh, not I don't over. know. Did I say five? I don't know. No, I, I'm five. My fifth will be apple pie. There you go. Okay. Nice. And my fifth is kind of, it's a little bit of a do-over or not a do-over, but it's probably my number one. My favorite thing about Thanksgiving is the day after sandwiches of oh, yeah, turkey yeah, yeah. or roast pork. The pernil sandwiches are, I mean... Bernice sandwich is the best thing. It's it's even better than when you first have it. And the same thing with turkey. Like the, when you have the turkey sandwiches, like the, mm-hmm, for like mm-hmm. two three days later, that's for that me. That is I the would, best part. Know. Leftovers is the best part. Like having lunch leftovers. the next day. Le- lunch with the yes. leftovers. My wife made. She took the turkey this year and made this like uh, this like uh, this like chili soup with the turkey. Oh my god, it was so good. That sounds good. Now that sounds good. That sounds a lot. The that, spinach pie thing. No, but that sounded really good. That was good. It was good. And she put like a jalapeno in there. And then I went for it. I dumped it with Cholula. Oh my God. I, my, my face is on fire for a while. It's so good though. <laughs> You're a maniac. I like it. Oh, I, I go for it, dude. I, I Dude, it's like, I never had spicy food growing up. And then when I met my wife, like she introduced me to, to spicy food. And now She's like, like, Hey, here's flavor. Now, like, <laughs> yeah. Now I can't get enough of it. Like, I'm like, dude, like I want to be in pain when I eat sometimes. Like it's bad. Wow. I love it. Nice. I love it. I don't know why. Nice. Yeah, the hotter like my mom. My mom, my mom is big on like spicy food. I, I, yeah. It's never been good for me. Yeah, I never was until yeah. So do you grow peppers in your garden? Is that like a thing? Uh, I've tried. I struggle growing peppers. I, I, I can't grow them. I don't know why. You got to work on that. I know. I know. There's certain yeah, things that can grow really well and some things I can't grow really well. Peppers is, is not one of them. I struggle with those nice. a lot. It's sad. All right. In a future top five, you have to tell us what your top five best things you grow. We'll, we'll do that. Oh, I could write it off in three seconds. Top five, top five best legal things you grow. We don't want to get anybody in trouble here. Actually, um, actually, I was told <laughs> in Arizona because we voted yes on it that uh, in this on, the, on this gardening group that I'm on on Facebook, it's a very controversial topic right now in the in the Phoenix scene. But apparently, legally, you can do it now and not get arrested from what I was told if you want to grow it. So. I, you, I, I'm not doing it, but this is what I read on the Facebook Listen, page. I'm just going to say this. I thought you talking about wondering what the pilgrims, how they grew their food. I thought that was the sign that you are washed, but you admitting that you are part of a Facebook garden. Oh group, yeah. I love it. I love it. It's a, bro. Like I, I got to leave now. Cause you're just like, bro. I love, I love it. it. I love I love the new grown up Garrett Cleverly. Because I'm a, anyone I'm a, who used to know, listen to I'm, our I'm old closet, podcast, I'm a closet nerd. You know that, and you know the show allows me to you know sometimes no let the nerd come out a little bit. You know? There's no closet. There's no closet. You're you're a nerd. There's not. No. Mm, I hide I hide a little bit. Come on, come on. Let's be <laughs> nice. real. 
right. Well, all right, guys, well that wraps up the show. show. We're like an hour. The, the show's supposed to be 30 minutes 50, for an hour. So it's this is 57 30. 57 30, buddy. That's okay. For the first SBI run down back, <laughs> everyone apologies for, for the super long show, but you know, obviously I like talking. We miss, listen, we missed like you guys. Shows. We missed we missed all of you that are watching right now. So yeah. and hopefully we'll be back again. We'll keep yes. it rolling. We will, we will, we will keep it rolling. So Ivis, enjoy yourself, man. And uh, and I'll see you in a couple of days when we have the next SBI rundown. Sounds good. And everyone, thank you for watching the show, moving over to the SBI soccer website. You know, we, we, we do appreciate it. And uh, and we'll see you later on the next SBI rundown. Thanks for watching. Well, well before we forget, the yes. show will be, we will have the SBI rundown available in podcast form. So look out for that as well. If, if you're not able to watch video all the time or you don't like watching video, you'd rather listen, we will have the podcast version of the show as well that you will be able to subscribe to. We'll, we're putting that on, on the different platforms. So keep an eye out for the podcast version of the SBI Rundown as well. Yeah, perfect. Very well said, Ivis. Enjoy yourself. And everyone, thank you for watching. We'll catch you later.